but unlike clickers where there's no thought and it's all just actually like don't you want to see a bigger number and when you bigger realize, number when i realize that it hurts my soul um <laughs> this is like the perfect antidote to that welcome to pick up your sticks where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts brett lindley and walker near i'm brett and this week walker gets a new pc and plays games both old and new if you want to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash pod. What's up, Walker? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, so got a new gaming PC somewhat recently it's bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> about almost maybe not quite to the day but probably somewhat close actually like a year later to oh the day yeah you got yours last yep. year pretty close pretty close um because i tried to get it on the launch of the 33000 series video cards yes and you just got a 3000 series card so. well yeah but that's there's a caveat to that <laughs> You probably could have, too, if you would have went the method I did, which is that I bought a pre-built one from, in this case, it was NZXT, I think is the vendor. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but they build custom computers. I mean, I kind of wish I would have at this point. I, I still... <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that at that time... So I've never done this, right? I've never gotten a custom computer. I've always ordered parts just like you did and put it together, right. especially in the last... At least for the last decade, it's super easy to put them together it's you know yeah, it's square goes in square hole kind of thing right all. back in the day when you had to do like little jumpers on the motherboard and they were all very specific and even then that wasn't crazy but like you could mess it up right you, you get a couple of wrong voltages and you could fry something. something yeah either way um and to your credit last year whenever you were ordering no one knew that we were never going to see a video card sold at retail ever again right <laughs> so especially with the new series coming out right because yeah. the 3000 series was just coming out i'm actually so, really i'm kind of lucky in the fact that the card that i got at the price that i got it then it's like double that right now or triple yep. the same card <laughs> a yep. year later yep. so but yeah so i had i had heard that while 3000 series cards and to be clear yes i wanted a 3000 series card however even if I was willing to get an older card to the point you just made, they're also way more expensive. And it's like, I just couldn't justify it. Right. So it's like, well, I want a new card. And yeah, the only way I can get it is through uh, one of these pre-built places. So I went through it. I will say to anyone out there who's, you know, considered it or something, it was only a couple hundred dollars extra for them to build it. Like that was the fee. Right. But you can see all of the prices per part as you're selecting them. And that wasn't crazy out of whack or anything. It was pretty much in line with what I would see somewhere else. And I have, I didn't have to build it. I got it sent to me. I literally took packing material out of it and pressed power. And I have a working computer with windows installed and all of that. Um, I have a warranty on it now. And while that $200 is not insignificant, I would have paid more than that if I would have bought a video card on my own. Right. Like more extra. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. You're, you're saving in one place by not paying in another yeah. right exactly above retail it would well been... and time like building my pc didn't happen overnight like it was a couple of days and then fighting with you know the the 
just figuring some things out. Like I didn't know that my motherboard didn't have onboard video. So I was trying to go for that to like turn on, you know, my first monitor and get my boot sector loaded to like load windows. That takes time. It's a lot less time than installing XP from six CDs or something, but you know, it's, it's still time that you've got to put in. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, so I got it. I have a 3700 Ti, um, which is, is I think the first time I've ever owned the current generation of video cards. Now, I still don't own the yeah. best. There's a 3080 and a 3090 that are better, but I don't even think I've ever, like, you know, when the when the 7 series was new, I probably mm-hmm. had, like, a 5 series or whatever. Right. Yep. I've Same. always been behind. Same. Um, Maybe anyway. in the 300 series, I was... I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) when we first had dual CRT monitors, I think we might have actually had a pretty high end card. But yeah, (laughs) outside of that, (laughs) ever since that high end card lasted like nine years, right? (laughs) But yeah, so um, super excited to get it. I you know I was I was rocking a nine seventy for anyone that cares. So not like I was just a generation behind. It was like four generations old. Uh, and it was getting to a point where it was like, there were some games I was playing where I could actually play the game and it wasn't crashing to desktop or anything, but it would constantly give an error that there was no video memory left and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome. It's been great to just load basically anything and then go into settings and turn it all to maximum and it runs at over 100 fps i mean i have the monitor i have with it is 144 uh, megahertz so yeah the frame rate's higher and yeah it's great <laughs> that's awesome what was what was the uh the first thing that you slapped in that bad boy um i think the very first thing i loaded to like you know test the new pc if you will uh was doom eternal because it's got all of the bells and whistles you got the ray tracing now i will say actually doom eternal actually ran really well on my old video card too it's just a very well optimized game um but doom eternal was was quick and yeah love it honestly have have started playing it again more because i have the dlcs for it that Mm -hmm. i had never gone through and they just came out with a new update for Doom Eternal, which adds like a horde mode style kind of oh, thing. Nice. So it's like survival waves, which is like, oh, that sounds fun. I I don't know that it is. It'd be really cool if it was co-op. Like right. It'd be so fun if they could get some co-op thing in there. But, um, but I have not been able to play that yet because every time I open the game, the newest version of the NVIDIA driver causes crashes with it. Aww. So to to avoid that you have to roll back your nvidia driver which i'm not doing because right. i have other games that required me to download the newest one yep so it's a whole thing that's the now you're on that train <laughs> which i am too which is like i mean that was like i think i talked about this in a prior episode the the lab the vr steam game like and it's one of the first vr games that like was really widely supported with the the original index um yeah every other geforce update breaks it Mm. and 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 then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and it's just at the whim but yeah i update my drivers so that i can play other games that come out as they come out and yeah nope right yeah because i've actually had games straight up be like you can't load this Mm -hmm. until you have the newest driver like oh oh, okay (laughs) yeah thanks game (laughs) 
Um, I would say the thing that I was the most impressed by, though, like the thing that gave me the most awe, if you will, was actually Ark. Um, Ark Survival of All, the dinosaur survival game. That's an old game at this point. I think it came out in like 2014-ish, somewhere in there. I mean, it was early access forever. But it has always ran terribly. And I've even always run it on low, you know, not out of those absolute bottom, but pretty low settings. And it just, there was always hitches to some point. Now, to be clear, when I went back this time, I did not play on a public PvP server. So it may have still chugged if there's 10,000 Brontosaurus in the Alpha Tribes base or whatever like it usually <laughs> is that it has to draw. Um, so I was playing on a, a new, you know, uh, blank server, if you will, that I, I just spun up and, and started playing on with a friend. But it was amazing, dude. I was able to turn every single setting in Arc all the way up. Uh, go f- Literally what I did was log into the game, turn all the settings up, open the console, enable cheat mode, and make it so my character could fly so I could just take off and see nice. what it all looks like. Yeah, just go look at stuff. Right, and oh, oh my god, just amazing. Like, the amount of... The amount of... De- visual detail in arc is shocking like not just i mean it's there from the the large vistas right when you're when i'm flying and i'm looking down at the forest or looking at the mountains and stuff like it all looks really really good but then when you get close like the there's a, a giant eagle creature that you can tame and ride and fly around on so me and my buddy tamed some of those. And it again, it's like a big eagle. Well, it has feathers. And its feathers are like legit feathers. Like it actually, the feathers are made up of other tiny little feathers. Oh, you know wow, what I mean? Like nice. it's not yeah, just yeah, yeah. a drawing of a static feather mm-hmm. object, if you will. Um, not a two-dimensional leaf on a Yeah, <laughs> and like, like every dinosaur that you can tame, not every single dinosaur that you tame can you ride, but almost all of them are rideable. So they all have saddles that you have to craft for them. And those saddles all fit to the unique shapes of these dinosaurs. And it's all perfect. Like there's not clipping. There's not, it's not really over its face the right way. Like none of that. Like it's all, it's all perfect. And it's, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Now I will say I only played Ark for a few weeks and then I was like, okay, I don't care again. Cause I've <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you've been there, done hours. that. Right. The visual fidelity is not what holds you forever. No, but man, it was, it was super cool. Um, it was super cool to see. And it was fun. It was fun to go back to Ark for a bit. It had been a long time since I'd played it. And it, you know, Valheim, we played earlier this year when it came out and loved it. And Valheim does a lot of stuff, right? Certainly. Um, but there's things, I mean, just the fact that Ark takes you from literal prehistoric stone and wood type technology to, power ranger slash halo spartan armor technology is just crazy like there's just nothing like that so so uh did you also all right i could be misremembering this we've talked there's a there's a lot of things we wanted to make sure that we were able to cover a good breadth on the uh (laughs) on the new pc did you did you get cyberpunk I did. Okay. So you're going to laugh at me. So I've been dreading slash oh, anticipating no. this conversation. Because what I'm going to say is going to sound good, but you're going to say I'm full of it. And I won't be able to prove you wrong 
<laughs> until we just live our lives for longer. And I may not, it may not work out. KO. But, KO. <laughs> not even going to get into it on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, you just, you get it there. Anyway, MMOs. All right, I did it. So, <laughs> what? I don't know. So. Okay. Okay. It's one of those days. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, people. All right. So, I think it was just earlier this year where I proclaimed I was going to play three MMOs simultaneously. Of course, that failed instantly. But <laughs> anyway, here's my next gaming plan. So, in all fairness, what happened is, um, I had started playing Assassin's Creed Origins recently, okay. and it's the third time I've went back to it because it's a really cool game, and I've only ever stopped playing it for no reason, which is okay. why I stopped playing most games, right? <laughs> but it's not even like I got to some part that frustrated me or I got right, bored of right. it or whatever. Something else came up. Just didn't think about it, and and then it's been six months, and it's like, ah, I don't remember the story, you know? So this time I've been like, okay, I'm going to play Assassin's Creed Origins and I'm just going to continue to go back to it. And this does lead to a, a slightly different conversation that's not exact, exactly about my new PC or something. But anyway, so I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins and I have went back on many double digit occasions. I've gone back now to play it. So I'm so far I have stayed committed to it. Right. Okay. But in order for that to be true, that means when I sit down to play a single player game, that has to be there because if I don't play it, then <laughs> I won't, you know what I mean? I'll play right. anything else. So what happened was cyberpunk went on sale and I, I did want to get it because you said it was gorgeous and I've, you know, it gets a lot of bad press, but some of that's almost turned into a meme at this point where I don't know how much of it's believable. Like, is right. it really it's not that a terrible, terrible game, right? So I, I I picked it up, installed it, loaded it up, and I'll just say first off, like there, there's not that visual experience anywhere else in PC gaming no, right now. No. Maybe anywhere else in any entertainment media. I mean, you could argue movies like you know the new um, now I now I'm not going to think of the name of it, Blade Runner, the new Blade oh, Runner. Okay, yeah, something like it, that. It probably looks cool or something. I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. But it's a movie. It's limited in what you can see. You don't control the camera. Yeah, you can't turn it around and see right. behind you or something. Yeah, it's it's impressive, um, just visually. Just oh, and I'm sure on setting. on ultra because like I ran it at pretty decent settings, but I didn't have ray tracing or ultra high. Like I probably just had high across the board. So right, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. And I played through I think three hours. So basically, I think I played through like. You know, you, you described how you choose your there's like three different starter roles or something. I don't know what you want to call it. Starting stories. Yeah. And so I chose one of those. And I think I maybe was getting to the end of that where they start to converge because it's just a few hours in. Right. Um, but anyway, and then I didn't play it for like a week. But again, not because I thought anything was wrong with it, just because I'm me. And I had in that week played Assassin's Creed because, again, I'm still on that. You're trying. <laughs> and I was like, OK, you know what? I'm just going to actually put Cyberpunk back down and just wait until I'm done with Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back to Cyberpunk because I really actually want to 
do it. I don't want to just a have... game for once in your life. Well, no. <laughs> certainly, three, but even cyberpunk, I don't want to just play three hours of it or five hours. Right. Of it right. No, impression. yeah. So this leads to another conversation, though, that I may have already had with you offline. So I don't know how good it'll be, but <laughs> um, I, 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 you and I recently had both listened to this podcast by this guy named Andrew Huberman, for anyone that may mm -hmm. be interested. Mm -hmm. Um, he's a Stanford neurologist, uh, really, really interesting guy, has a, a podcast that's really good, I think. It's it's all about neuroscience type stuff. But he talks about, and one of them, he talks about dopamine release. And dopamine is basically the, like, motivation chemical, right? And, and what triggers dopamine release? There are some things that are kind of hard-coded, like eating or sleeping or sex or whatever, stuff like that. But a lot of what dopamine, what releases dopamine is actually subjective. Like it's kind of what, how you perceive the activity kind of thing. And so I got to thinking about it and I got to, to thinking that I think in gaming, I've kind of built my, and again, I realize I'm not a scientist, so I do not mean to sound pretentious and talking about it this way. So just grain of salt, please, <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners. I don't mean to come across as an authority on this or think that I am in any, any way, but I was like, I think I've built my dopamine release around gaming, around novelty, where right. I'm really interested in what's new, what's fresh, which is why I always talk about, oh, it's mechanics. Hold on. My dog is joining our podcast here. Today. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, man? Is that uh, is that Indiana Jones that you're doing there? No, it's it's Star Wars. It's the Death March. Oh, right. Well, it's ominous sounding. So what's with that? Well, I mean, I was just imagining, you know, having to get in a character for when we have the corporate overlords that we'll submit to when we start selling out on ads. Oh, man. Yeah, it would be cool if there was some other way that we could fund the show. I mean, yeah, we we have a way, though. It's it's called ko-fi.com slash pod. People can just donate to Ko-Fi to help keep the podcast ad-free for the cost of about of a cup of coffee. Oh, well, that sounds way better. What mouth trumpet song would you play for that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have trumpet music for every situation, man. It's just kind of random. Oh, well, color me surprised. That's not a color. So I, I was thinking that I was always doing, it's always novelty. It's always like, well, what's new or what's different or you know, I don't know what's the next thing to unlock. Right. And if once that wears off, I can move on pretty quickly, but I don't actually think that that is the highest value that games can offer is just purely novelty. Okay. Yeah. That makes, I'm tracking. And I have like, I have a buddy who recently in the last year beat near automata, which I've talked about on this podcast and have not finished one time let alone five times, which is actually how many times you have to do it to see the real ending. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he did. And he said it was not only one of the best games that he's ever played, but just like, just uh, like just one of the best experiences. Like it's like an artistic experience for lack of a better way to explain it. But that only came out of him playing the game again in that case five times through right and not that you have to beat every game five times or something that's unique to Nier, but i don't know like i think there's something there and i think i'm missing out on maybe a reward um system from games by hopping constantly yeah it's called the you win screen 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called the end credits. Well, and, like, I mean, it's, it's not like I've never finished a game though, I know, either. I know. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that honestly, if I look back, like, I think it's the second Tomb Raider game in the in the rebooted Tomb Raider series. I I played it through completion. I have no idea what the story was. I really couldn't tell you that much about the game. It was pretty unremarkable, but I did actually oh, yeah. complete it. So just because a game gets completed doesn't mean it's this hyper rewarding experience. But right. I think I am undercutting myself in the enjoyment I could get out of some of these titles by hopping around too often. Yeah, I mean, I I think that like even in cyberpunk, like so I hated the ending, which which we discussed. But at the same token, like there wasn't a lot of novelty past the first, I don't know, 10 hours Mm -hmm. in terms of leveling up guns, you know, what path I wanted to take through the game. But for me, there was still a lot of novelty in story boss fights, even mission like the main story missions outside of the repeat a bunch of times map stuff, the main story missions are fairly varied and the locations are like, even a lot of the side missions um, take you to some pretty cool locations that I I like. It's not just an open world game. Cause I think that like uh, Deus Ex does this as well, where it's like an open closed game where like it's a linear game, but has more open levels, more thought put into level design where there is at least a few different options for different player types to get through a level, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then the, the cool thing about that, though, is it's not just like there's three paths through the level, especially when you have like a branching series of levels, right? Maybe you do the first part of it stealthy and the second part of it guns blazing, which sets up the third part and now you've got to kind of hack or split the difference or something, right? Right. And it's not necessarily that your choices are having some significant effect because they're not changing the level design, right? But it feels like you have more freedom. And and I think that that is something that, I don't know, it's not necessarily going to make it more replayable because, yeah, the map is still going to be the same. The story is going to be the same. But that first experience is so open or maybe you do like there's been plenty of times where I've like died a few times and been like, all right, let me try a different approach instead of incapacitating this guy and sneaking to that box. I'm going to incapacitate this guy and then snipe that guy and then sneak to the garbage bin or something, you know, right. like like change up how I'm going about the level. Or maybe I'm going to try to hack a camera instead or something like I think that that I don't know, for me, that is still a level of novelty where like the mechanics haven't changed. Right. I'm not wielding different guns. I've had the same gun for hours. I've my character's skill progression doesn't make a lot of changes, significant changes to the gameplay, but getting to approach levels, almost like puzzles, and, but puzzles that have an open solution where you can pick your way through it is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's something that is becoming a lot more common in gaming. I think that um, horizon zero dawn did a pretty decent, a, a way of that in some places at least the big set piece portions you could take and some of the characters even say if you you take down as many people as you can silently when they when when where they're alerted will jump in right and so if you don't alert anyone the whole time they give you a wow we're impressed golf clap mm. and if you do alert somebody it 
it doesn't matter anyway. As long as everything gets killed by the end, you get the right. other ending or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, I think um I think that I think that Cyberpunk seems really promising and, and like I said, that's why I wanted to kind of wait on it. And I and, and and then not tied to Cyberpunk, but that's why I've been consistently pushing myself to go back to Assassin's Creed. And maybe it's a scenario where I, you know, who knows, maybe I won't actually finish it. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, for example. I don't know, that's not as fair though. What I was gonna say is like I don't know that I go back to that because I've put thirty hours in it and feel like I get it. You know right. what I mean? But I didn't get the story. I know the story because I recorded a podcast <laughs> with you where we talked about it. Um, and I was fine with that, obviously. But now that I do know the story, which is, you know, compelling and sounds cool or whatever, and I already feel like I get what the gameplay is going to offer, I don't know if I go back or not. So I have two questions. Yeah. One should be shorter to answer, which is, does this mean that it, you might be pulling back on your wish or how much you care about stories being spoiled for you. Do you think if the story hadn't been spoiled that you might start now with this new realization to be more tempted to go back and finish something like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I understand the question. Do you mean, because right now I don't care about spoilers very much. Do you think right. will I start caring more? Yes. Um, probably not. The thing is, is that it's like knowing the story can matter. Uh, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to describe this. Like the sixth sense, mm -hmm. the movie from 30 years ago. <laughs> I, Spoiler I, alert for the sixth sense. Well, and also just what a terrible reference. Cause anyone okay. who's under 40 listening to this is like, what <laughs> movie is that? I've never heard of it. I mean, it got me. It's even memed through like the 30, like the 20, the twenties, maybe catch it as a meme. Okay. Like. Okay, good. So, but they've never seen it. They just know. No, right. <laughs> but either way, it's like it, when you watch that movie. So I had that movie spoiled for me before I watched it. Mm. Right. And so the whole time I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to look for like clues that would be right. obvious to the viewer. Cause I know. And I, it wasn't as enjoyable of a movie, but that's because the whole reason that that movie's compelling is almost exclusively because of that twist right like right so if you already know going in that he's dead like it's not nearly as fascinating right, right. but i don't i don't think that's because spoilers are are universally bad as much as that it's also like well maybe this story isn't really that compelling because it leans so heavily on this one. Right. Right. Fair. Withheld, right. Um, whereas something like the matrix, for example, like I've seen those movies a ton of times. I know exactly what's going to happen and I still enjoy it because the surprise of the ending or what happens isn't the fully compelling part of it. Does That's that fair. make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I just I didn't know if this is like slowly going to start changing your perspective or not. But yeah, and, and it may. I mean, to be completely honest, the other reason is that I I hate when someone wants to talk about something and we can't now oh, because right, of spoilers, right? right? Yeah. So it's also just kind of like, even if I don't prefer them, like, eh, I kind of hate the restrictions around it all. So right. let's just go for it and whatever. So my second question is, what part of your 
putting cyberpunk down was the part that I was going to be heinous that you would be unprovable on. That I'm going to actually play one game and finish Assassin's Creed. And then oh, return okay. Back okay, to okay. Cyberpunk I was, I, I thought <laughs> just the, the basic premise of what I laid out. Okay, that's all. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be heinous. I just thought you would be like, mm, I doubt it. Be like, yeah, I mean, so I, I have seen you, I've seen you trying. Thank like you. I've seen your steam username pop up playing Assassin's Creed. Okay. Here and there. <laughs> it's so I'll uh, give you a little bit of credit for that. Right. Like, and I mean, and I commend you, you're also trying to do it with a Ubisoft game. Right. Which is like notoriously impossible to do. Like I'm not trying to hundred percent it. No, no, no. But even still, there's so many distractions that And I'm doing exactly what I said I would do after Horizon Zero Dawn, which is I'm only doing main story quests. Mm-hmm. until they get because the new assassin's creed reboot which i say new but the last three games are classified as action rpg versus like open world i guess right. is the old ones but anyway so there's like hard like you have a character level and the enemies and zones have levels so you just can't go to a place that's 10 levels higher than you or you just get wrecked right but so when i get to a mission that is higher level than i am currently then i will go do side quests or whatever thing else I want to do, whatever sounds fun to get enough levels to catch back up. And then I'm right back to main story. Okay. So I'm trying also to implement that lesson. So I am, I am changing slightly, but it's not really me in a meaningful way. It's just in the way that I do game objectives, the order in which (laughs) I complete game objectives. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know if it'll work or not. I mean, I've tried things like this in, in, in the past. There was one year, I mean, it was years ago now. I mean, like five years ago, probably. I was keeping a running list of like how many games I was completing each month. And that lasted for two months, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I got like six knocked out. But they were, a lot of them were, yeah, but they were like some three and four hour game. Like I was right, cheating. Right. Like, yeah, oh, this like, one's short. Cherry, I pick it from it the bottom of the list. Yeah, exactly. Adding the numbers. Right. <laughs> Play Brothers of Tale of the Two Sons every week just to count one. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, looks like I beat that one again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just start speed running. So I will say in the opposite of what I've been talking about, where I'm trying to like push the limits of the graphics on the computer and just see how it runs or whatever. Um, I yeah, It's funny because so, you know, we do a lot of episodes about different game titles. And in case anyone doesn't know, we don't get any money for those. We're not yeah, actually right. <laughs> marketing for those people. They don't no. pay us. No, no free games, no affiliate links, nothing. Yeah, no, right. No. It's, it's all free press. We're idiots. So <laughs> our goal is not to incentivize people to buy any of the games we talk about. Cause again, there's nothing in it for us. So we don't care. Right. Now, sometimes like um, now I can't remember the name of it either. What was that super artistic game we played last? Oh, winter? Gree. Gree. Like that. I pushed people to, to play. But yep. not because I want them to buy it, but just because it's like, this is really cool and exactly. it's not like anything else. All of this is to say that I have no idea if other people take our recommendations, but I've ended up buying games that you talk about on the podcast <laughs> after we do the podcast episode. So <laughs> it's working on me unintentionally. Um, but yeah, so I get a new computer and I uh, installed Hexel's Infinite. Which yes. if anyone is like, what is that? Go back, go back episodes or something yep. and it's there. Whole episode just on that. 
and to our credit and to your credit, it's worth a whole episode, just like we did, because uh, it's a really compelling game. So I have this new computer that I've spent money on and I'm all <laughs> excited about, and I'm trying to load ray all tracing. These just, yeah, twenty hours on Hex Cells in <laughs> on this machine, <laughs> and I had it before on the old one. Like, <laughs> oh, I actually never beat it. I never fully beat it. I think I'm like two or three levels away before I hit one that was just like, I can't start. I couldn't, I couldn't get one. Right. Um, so I, I've completely like perfect completed. Right. All of one through three worlds world four. I did five out of the six. One of those in there. I always will misclick or something. Yep. I've gotten so close so many times. I'm just yep. like, oh. I hate it. <laughs> The game and does... they're long enough. They're long enough that you forget. You can't just rush through it again. No. You have to start over. Yep. And then you misclick a different spot or the same spot like yep. three times in a row. And then you're like 20 minutes in or more. And it's infuriating. So it does. I have learned it does just give you a free misclick. If you just make one oh, mistake, okay. it'll give you a perfect score, which is nice. That is nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, but some of those then... levels, one misclick is not enough. Right. <laughs> And then I completed all of World 5 perfectly. And then in 6, I think I've only completed one of the levels, which I think is the very last one, because I just went and clicked on it to see, like, what's the last stage look like. And it's actually relatively simple compared to the rest of World (laughs) 6. Yeah, World 6 is mind-bending. Well, you go from, like, there's 30 blocks to solve or hexes to Mm -hmm. solve for to there's like 150 or something right like oh man or there's like like there's one that that, that there's like nine or 12 that is actually pretty complicated to start but once you start it you're good but the the ones that are like 20 but have no information (laughs) right just like nothing and it's like i don't know where to begin on this like the hundred ones usually have kind of an obvious start to them yeah a zero column or something and it's like start here but outside of that, no. <laughs> so I will just, and I don't, I just had this thought, so I don't know how valid it is, but like, I really enjoyed Hex Cells. There's very little that you're actively doing, right? A lot of it is just staring at the screen and thinking and like, hmm. But it's, again, I won't go through all the design mechanics. Please go listen to that other episode if, if you're interested. But it's just a very well-made puzzle game where you don't have to guess like there's always a logical way to solve it and so because of that i found it deeply fascinating and it put me kind of in the same place that like playing a clicker game does what i mean by that is that it's not tactically or not not um it doesn't require a lot of motor input right i don't have to use my hands and i don't have to aim quick i don't have to worry about doing something quickly and there's also not like like so that's true in civilization but in civilization there's always there's also like a lot of kind of loosely connected things that you're trying to track and manage and plan for the future and that's also not present in this it's simpler than that yeah so it's similar to the way i feel about clicker games simply in that it's like a a a relaxing thing to play even though it's not really relaxing because you have to think a bunch but right it's 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 a chill kind of just laid back thing but unlike clickers where there's no thought and it's all just actually like don't you want to see a bigger number and when you bigger number 
when I realize that it hurts my soul. Um, <laughs> this is like the perfect antidote to that because it's it's the opposite of that. Like it's not just you want to see a bigger number. Yeah, it has a clearly defined end and a logical puzzle to solve. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I hate clicker games still, and I think everyone should play puzzle games instead because I 100% agree. I also think that like Hexels is it could almost be played on with pencil and paper. Yes, it it really. I mean, outside of the fact that like you would have to it would almost have to be like a scratcher card (laughs) because like the the revealing of certain numbers and things. But it's very, very close. And I think that that's it could definitely be a board game. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's really, really kind of cool. And I I like that it just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's not challenging. And in the same way that like, and I, I love the fact that not only does it not have a count timer counting down because to hell with that, but it also doesn't have one counting up. Right. Like it doesn't sit there and be like, hey, give you a high score table for how fast you could beat the level. Because <laughs> right. once you know the answer, it's just how fast can you left and right click? Like that would all be all the high score table is. So there's like, there's zero tracking of that information, mm-hmm. which just makes me feel like it's not like, well, the best score is under five minutes. Like again, once you know the solution, you just, and you're done. Like it's also on a game that, you know, like I'll believe a leaderboard in call of duty or I'll believe a leaderboard in wow or whatever. A game that's that small if you have a leaderboard anyway, I just assume it's been hacked. Like, right. I just don't believe it because yep. yep. that's so rampant. <laughs> <laughs> the top hundred players have a zero second finish time. Yeah. Really, oh, congratulations. Right. Um, but yeah, so then I also, and I know I, we've talked about this somewhat recently, but, um, and this was actually one of the bigger drivers that kind of made me pull the trigger on going ahead and getting a new PC is Crowfall, uh, the MMO that I have the other podcast about. So Crowfall's primary, I shouldn't say primary, uh, highest, eh, whatever, endgame loop is massive PvP battles. Right. Well, we were playing one day on my old PC, and there was a keep siege, and my team is defending, and the enemies are coming in. And so they're like, hey, if you can stealth, please go outside and scout so you can tell us if they're coming and from what direction. Okay, great. So I go and stand outside the walls and I'm hanging out next to some other guy who's on my team and we're both in stealth. And suddenly he says, there's 50 people to the north. I look at my compass and I'm facing north and I see zero people. And I'm like, well, that's strange. (laughs) So I'm like, well, maybe they just haven't drawn in. So I run forward a little bit. No, it turns out that those people were actually really close, actually. And my computer wasn't hitching. It just wasn't drawing them in either. Oh, no. Which in a PvP game is a pretty big deal. That's a, Especially if they're close. Not like, they're not like on the horizon. At draw know. distance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I just realized, like, I'm not going to be able to actually participate in this with this existing system. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So also have booted up Crowfall and able to turn that all up. And yeah, it's it's great. It's buttery smooth. None of those problems fought in enormous keep sieges and um yeah it's went really well so been stoked on on that for sure also been really happy to be able to give crowfall the appropriate (laughs) (laughs) 
And more on that in the Crowfall podcast, which is your other podcast hosted with you and your other close friends. So this is true. Yeah. 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 New episodes every Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really, I just downloaded and installed a bunch of stuff just to see. And, and the conclusion is just like, oh, I can turn everything up to max. Have you done any like 4K streaming or anything? Like, have you like streamed any videos that you were like, or a movie or anything that you were impressed with? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I have a, I have a 4K television, so. Right. Okay, that's fair. I've... There is, so there's one that we can talk about. Um, uh, Rocket League. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Which anyone else will probably be like, you guys are idiots. But there were but. <laughs> four of us or something that didn't know in our little social circle of idiots. So maybe there are more idiots out there. Join us. In Rocket League on PC, the default setting in the graphic options is to limit your FPS to 30. And by way of magic, we'll say... None of us had ever seen or paid attention to that. So when I get the new computer, I load up Rocket League and it's I mean, it's not hitchy, but it's running at 30 frames a second. And mm -hmm. it turns out and I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's running at the 144 that I'm expecting it to run at. So like, let me go look at the settings. It's probably, you know, set at 60 or something, whatever. Right. Yeah. Go and look and it's 30. So undo it. Oh, my God. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a completely different game. It's so much easier now. Like, I think we both went up at least a solid rank, like full <laughs> rank, just yeah. instantly. And it's like, and I'm not, I almost never notice the 30 to 60 argument. Same, same. Like, I'm one of those people. There's so many people that are like, when 60 came out, they're like, oh my God, I can tell there's so much difference. I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. And then this, but this is the first time that I was like, oh my God, this is massive. Right. Like this is huge. It's not necessarily the second by second. It's just the overall smoothness. Well, for me, the biggest is so, you know, I don't know how many listeners play Rocket League, but the most common camera that view that people use is ball cam where mm -hmm. the camera is always fixed on the ball. Um, so you can track it. Well, if the ball flies over your head, the camera spins to track the ball. Yeah, it'll like 360 around you real fast. Right. And or if you're just turning, like if you just do a U-turn quickly or something, like hit the E-brake and, and do a U-turn, all of that spinning made it really easy, frankly, to just miss the ball when mm -hmm. turning. And I thought that I just was bad at video games. And I'm still bad at video games and I'm still <laughs> bad at Rocket League. But I that happens so less often now. And I think it's purely that. It's like I, literally just <laughs> you can see it happening in real time now. Mm -hmm. And at 30 FPS, it's just a little hitchy. Um, yeah, it's it's been amazing. And it, yeah, th so that's the thing is like I got this new PC. I I've not spent the most time on Hexels Infinite, but again, a solid 20 hours there. Right. I would say unequivocally, I have spent the most time playing Rocket League, which yeah, same. <laughs> I can play on a, you know, on a phone or something. Um, uh, they are coming out with the the two D versions. I saw out. it's like a yeah. side view. Uh huh. I I was actually, I was like, oh, is that on PC? I, I was kind of excited. Then I saw it was a phone, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. No, you got a phone, right? 
No. <laughs> you're right. Well, but then I was thinking about because you can download those. Um, I don't, they're not emulators, or maybe it they are emulators. Okay. Emulator. Yeah, that that just allows you to run the Google Play or whatever on right. your PC. Because I used to do that with um, the Monkey Tower oh, Defense games. Thank yeah. you. Because Bloons Six, I think, wasn't on PC at first. Right. So I had it on on the mobile emulator, but um, anyway. So yeah, Rocket League definitely. If you have not, just just do yourself a favor. No matter what you think, mm-hmm. just go check the settings well, and make and sure it's not locked. I think it's hilarious because like I remember watching videos on <laughs> setting up your Rocket League. Like, oh hey, you're a new player. This is some common used like uh, field of view settings, and like because you can tilt the camera kind of up and down, and you can position the Y axis on the camera and the field of view. And in none of those videos were they like, the first thing that you need to do is set your FPS up to whatever you can handle. Like, none well, of them said that. Like, well, it's, it's it's also like those are camera settings, not graphic setting. Right. right? But so they were like, menu. it's still it's like setting up your Rocket League for the first time kind of thing. Like, right. Was what they were doing. Well, and, and the thing is, is that like, you know, the game originally was a console game. It was on PlayStation 4 and it probably was locked to 30 FPS there. Yeah. And that's probably just how it is there. You know what I mean? Like, so some people probably do play at that and that's just the way it is. And I have for years. Right. It was a difference maker though. It was a difference maker. I was astonished at how not just much better it looked, but again, to your point, like how I was actually able to just play better, which I did not (laughs) think would be. Yeah. And I never, I wouldn't have never been like, if somebody were to like, tell me, yeah, I play better at 60 FPS than 30. Like, by like a whole rank like i'm a whole rank better in call of duty because of the fps i'd be like bull right get out oh my god you pretentious like no but now i I can believe them and i would believe it would make a difference in a lot of competitive games that have a lot of items like i could say a call of duty playing at a higher fps probably does matter well and i I, you know i that's why i wanted to get a monitor that was 144 megahertz because it allows for even higher frame rate right and i had heard people talk about that same thing and um Again, I'm not playing anything at a high enough competitive level to tell you like, yeah, now I'm in it. But, you know, I, I don't good. I still don't think it matters for your generic everyday gameplay. But, you know, heck sells infinite running at 60 FPS, you know, <laughs> 144, right? 144 <laughs> makes a difference, makes a difference. I'm better at the puzzles. <laughs> Do you want to see the little thing wiggle more clearly? Okay, yeah, well, that's what it I flips colors a lot more smoothly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So related to Rocket League, not related to my computer in any way, but um, I, I would I, I actually before I sent it to you because I sent this to you the other day and we watched it offline. But I almost I thought about waiting to do like you did for me with I don't remember what trailer it was now, but um, waiting until we were in the show and then having you go watch mm-hmm. the trailer to then get your immediate feedback. We didn't do that. But I will encourage anyone who has not watched the season five Rocket League trailer, which yes, I get. Why would you just go watch it? Because it's completely absurd. You don't have to like Rocket League at all for this to be an amazing video. It has nothing to do with Rocket League (laughs) other than it technically shows the field and it technically shows, I guess, what was once a space fighter pilot ship getting wheels fastened to it. 
<laughs> that as that's it. That, that may not sound as awesome as it is. It's amazing. Oh no, it's like it's a... glorious. Like if you liked the StarCraft launch trailer, Wings of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you want to see Iron Man's armor get taken off in the Avengers <laughs> and don't care about anything else Marvel, like this is right up your alley. It's right. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> and got... there's like a whole other absurd story to it. Like there's this whole somewhat emotional story there's being space told. battles yeah without words really great sound <laughs> effects no words like a pixar short but more violent <laughs> right right very very good very like i i was hooping and hollering and went back and watched it again like almost immediately like oh my god <laughs> right yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent I um, want a mo- I want them to make the next Cars movie. Only don't put eyeballs on. Like they put so much emotion into Cars without having eyeballs or moving parts of like the body doesn't change. Like I like eyebrows or facial expressions or a mouth. Mm-hmm. It's just the shocks and the like. Kind of it can pivot a little on the sides and it can jump. And the amount of emotion and expressiveness they put into that <laughs> and like the sound design. It's like why are you make give me a movie with no words in it at all in this universe <laughs> right <laughs> and i will laugh and cry and <laughs> cheer <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah it's a pretty uh it's a pretty remarkable trailer so definitely would would give that a suggestion um and then yeah i i, I play i went back and played some borderlands 3 because i had struggled with that a bit on the old right, pc yeah. and so I was able to play that cleanly, and that was that's still still a good time. Um, played Chivalry two again with with all graphics turned up. There is <laughs> Chivalry two. It's kind of a it's kind of a silly time to some extent, right? But man, being able to run in and take a giant two handed mace and just smash a dude in the head with it <laughs> is just satisfying. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Or there's is it even more satisfying in 4K. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, and just throwing a javelin through a dude's chest. It's just, there's just something about it that just, it makes me happy. Um, <laughs> in a video game, in a video game. There's some, there's some ancient caveman part of your brain that gets activated. And <laughs> I assume it's just the part of my brain that was developed from watching a insane amount of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal movies as a child. Fair, where, fair. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't recommend to anyone. No. <laughs> so yeah, in case I'll just share this with you, I would maybe I already did, but whatever. For our older listeners, they know who I was just talking about when I said John <laughs> and Steven Seagal movies. Although the other day I was hanging out with a friend who is under thirty, and I referenced John Claude Van Damme, and he was like, "I know that that's like an actor." but I have never seen anything that he's in and I don't really know who Jean-Claude Van Damme is. And I was like, I mean, it's not like you don't know who, I don't know, Einstein is or something. I right. mean, it's, it, it's not a bad thing that you don't know who Van Damme is because it's not remarkable to know. But man, did it make me feel old. <laughs> there was some shame yeah. in his ignorance of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, uh, what? No, no. No, no, this has been referenceable the whole time. Everyone gets this. No. My whole life, this has worked. No, I'm old. You're boomer gamers. Oh. No, no. We're older millennial gamers. We're not even Gen X. Complete mischaracterization. I'm looking at you, Winter Starcraft. 
come on our show. <laughs> or don't. We had artosis. There, I said That's it. right. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> we'll just get loco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we should just try and get all of his competitors that are around <laughs> right. his level and it's see if they're last. willing to just hate on him on the right. episode, too. <laughs> I'm, we don't know that guy at all, to be no, clear, so no, I don't actually have any no. hate for him. Uh Still makes good StarCraft content, actually, that I've yep, seen. Yep, yep. have checked in on some of that recently as well, so. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of ran through through a lot of things and, and loaded up Total Warhammer games because I can put those yeah. on Max and see those battles all all with no hitching or anything. I, yeah, I don't know. It's been it's it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, did have No you... Man's Sky. Oh, okay. And no. so have you done any of the uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, and I had it for a flash of a second and I lost it where you you like click a button and it renders a whole bunch of 3D stuff to like see what your settings should be. Oh, huh. What, what is that called? Benchmarking. Benchmarking. Yeah, there's like so a I've bunch done of benchmarking in games. I've not right. done just like a separate third party utility, but that right. could be interesting. I had there. I always thought that they were cool because you usually get to see more then like even the benchmark for like uh horizon zero dawn just shows a lot more things and like scenery and fly throughs and stuff because you can't fly in that game mm-hmm. so, like just moving the camera around in cool ways and seeing like their water physics everybody has to show off their water physics so like being able to see that kind of content and just see the benchmarking of various games every time i upgrade a card i i, I want to try to go through and just play with the benchmarks wherever they're available so, right you know, didn't know if you'd done any of that. No, again, I, I have. I, there has been a couple of games where I've loaded a benchmark just to, to, to do that, um, but no, no standalone applications, and definitely not in, in every game. Um, well, and now you just know that you can turn everything up to absolute <laughs> max. That's true. So I did actually. I played the new Battlefield yesterday, and I did actually have a little bit of hitching at some oh. point in that. But it's like that sixty-four on sixty-four. I know. I know. <laughs> I was. I didn't care. And I don't know how much I care about the new Battlefield, so we'll right, see. Right, right, fair. Although, with games PC Pass, Xbox PC Pass, the, again, we don't make any money from this, we should, the best deal in PC gaming, period, um, you get 10-hour 10, 10 free trial with the new Battlefield, so. Oh, yep, yep. So that was cool, because I, I don't know if I'll buy it or not, probably not, but uh, maybe, I don't know. I have some friends that really like it. So I could get sucked in for that. But yeah, cool to be able to just try it for free for a little bit at least. Do I hate it? If not, okay, fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it uh, is it even 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 remotely workable? I mean, there's a we might do a whole episode on this later, but there's a few other games. One I haven't even touched yet. I downloaded I wanted it so bad and never touched it, is Riftbreaker. Um Yeah, I I messed with that a little bit. It's it's harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. And then the other one would be like uh, Back for Blood has been. Well, we do. We've done that some. Did we do? Did we do that? Like Back for Blood? Yeah. I don't think yeah. we've talked about that on the show yet. No, no, no. We've played it. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what oh, I was saying. Like, we oh, might do a future oh. episode on and is available on Xbox. I'm working on the Xbox PC pass angle here. Got yeah. Thankfully, we don't make any money from this because you just ruined a bit, you know, like. I'd have to start the advert all over again. <laughs> It'd be a pre-recorded thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah. No, there's, yeah, there's, a t- I mean, 
the there's a ton of stuff coming that's on xbox games pc age of empires 4 if mm-hmm. anyone cares about that free on again not free included on right. xbox pc pass um there's a the, the volume of games that they have there is just it's astonishing it's pretty astonishing yeah it's pretty wild what you can get so yeah um and, I and keep now thinking that i'm gonna cancel it and then every time i'm about to cancel something else comes out and i'm like well it, maybe one more it's month. like netflix it's like mm-hmm. i don't always i don't watch netflix daily or even weekly but every time i'm like you know what i haven't watched in a while then there's something where i'm like eh, i wanted to see that yep. okay fine <laughs> <laughs> okay fine um, well walker um I guess uh, gotta, we got to at least at some point ask and answer the question, why does a new PC matter to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just it's the it is the vehicle for the hobby, right? I mean, there's consoles, which I also own, but um, PC has always been my favorite way to game and it continues to be. And, and I love the diversity of games. And I'm really happy that a lot of the PlayStation AAA exclusives are making their way over. Like I saw God yep. of War is now coming. Yep. Break those walls down, Sony. Break Although down. give I... Spider-Man to Marvel and right. put your games on PC. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll um, buy one of your TVs. Make oh, you a deal. Make whoa. you a deal. <laughs> whoa. Okay. I'll switch away from LG. <laughs> I mean, at that point you might as well just buy a PlayStation. Well, no, I'll the TV. <laughs> if I'm going to, if I'm going to replace my TV, I'll do that, eh, but I don't need, I don't need, I wouldn't need a PlayStation because they would all be, all their games would be on PC. <laughs> come on, come on. That's the whole point of this now. That's fair. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, 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 it's been, it's been, it's cool to be able to, to play whatever I want and to be able to, to see it as it's, in, you know, designed and intended to be seen or whatever. Um, and it, it's something that I'll probably be able to, you know, use for at least five years or so, maybe even longer, but it'll be it should be current for for quite a while um and yeah just just super excited to have it and and it, it was a long time coming it was something where i was waiting for video cards to become available and become more reasonable mm-hmm. and it was just clear that wasn't going to happen so yeah just kind of went for it um and yeah just i mean it it you 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 were kind of in the position a year ago when you got yours and i was approaching that where it's like Soon enough, I'm only going to be able to play any stuff that only came out years ago. Like I'm right. not like Cyberpunk. I couldn't play on the old machine. I mean, I right. could have installed it, but it would have been terrible. Um, so yeah, just be, having some confidence now that I'll be able to continue playing new releases well into the future is is good. Um, and yeah, Back for Blood. Completely just jumping out of that answer, but Back for Blood we have played a bit and. Uh, I think at some point we should talk about it. I don't know if we'll have a whole episode or not, because I don't know how much, <laughs> how far right. in it we'll really get. Um, but it's a... It's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid It was more than I game. thought. I, I, uh, spoiler, I installed it, played it for five minutes, uninstalled it, installed it, and then played it for multiple hours. <laughs> right, right. So It's so. definitely something that's more fun if you can have a party of people that you yes. know. And it, I mean, it's crazy how true that is just across the board. And I, I think back across my gaming life and like how many games I've played that have multiplayer and have, you know, public matchmaking. And I just do that because I don't have a group to play with or something. 
and then it's deeply frustrating. <laughs> and then when you right. play with, but if you play with people, you know, it's just such the a better same experience. exact things could happen. Yes. But you treat I, I will I'm much it's much easier to treat my friends as human beings than a pub. Yeah, well, and it's also just like you can like, especially if you're playing the same thing consistently, like you can learn over time. So like if we're playing back for blood and I shoot the crows and you tell me, hey, don't shoot the crows because that triggers the horde. Well, now going forward, I probably won't or if I it's less right. frequent. Right. But if you're playing in a pug, the very next game, you might get someone else who didn't know or whatever. And they shoot the crows. And now and so you never get better because <laughs> right. the right. group doesn't isn't consistent. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely would look forward to, to to talking about that a little bit more as well. Yeah. But yeah Anything else? No, I think that I mean, I think it's kind of a, a good smorgasbord of <laughs> titles and topics <laughs> that we hit there today. So Awesome. Well, congratulations on a new PC and an awesome video card walker. So hoorah. Thanks, man. Well, that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear more from either of us on our other shows, my other show, The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life through a variety of interviews, or the Crowfall podcast, which shares stories and perspectives from the MMO Crowfall. Brett's other podcast, Dungeons and Dinners, is where the love of fantasy is food for thought. And all of these shows can be found on any podcast app. Mm-hmm.